Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome back to the program. Yeah, it is crunch time. It's all thanks to Red Rooster's new spicy wings. Feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. And the Rooster's calling. And Isuzu, the three-letter Isuzu D-Max, born to live. Dave Riccio from the Daily Telegraph coming up very shortly. There's so much going on as well. So we were going to go through, uh, just have a look at the scores over the course of the first three games of round 12. Last night, the West Tigers 34-18 against... (coughs) Dragons. Um, Cowboys 29-28 over the Warriors in a thriller. Boys, only this game in, involving the Warriors could be Warriors led 6-0, Cowboys led 22-6, then Warriors scored 22 unanswered points, they lead 28-22, then late try to the Cowboys, then Chanel Harris-DeVita has an opportunity to get the game with the field goal, misses marginally. And then Valentine Holmes kicks a ball from 40 metres out that sails over the crossbar. Phenomenal game of footy. Yeah, well, I, I didn't get to see it last night because obviously I was out watching uh, the Dragons-Tigers. But, yeah, it sounded like an uh, exciting game. And Valentine Holmes, he, he slotted a field goal a couple of weeks ago too, I think, to get a win. But He's kicked six field goals in his career. All of them have been match-winning. He's made for the big moment, isn't he? And isn't he? he comes in and... He, he's, he's one of those players who's got massive X factor about him. And he's, I think he's warming up to being back yeah. at his best. Um, and the Warriors, like you said, it's, it's rocks and diamonds. They continue. And I'll, Nathan Brown over there, be, um, they must be exciting team. Some days you'd sit there and watch your team play and just love what they're doing out there. But then they'd be in the same game. You'd sit there and go, what, what are we doing out here? They led by six points and Lisa Armour with a minute 29 remaining, or might've been two minutes remaining on the clock. It's trying to offload in the 50 meter line. It's like, no, <laughs> anyway, fast, thrilling finish. I've seen a couple of the highlights. I think it was Reese Walsh. Did he score oh, a, uh, he's a, such an exciting talent. I think I've seen the try he scored, but he, uh, yeah, he's going to be a, a nice fill in there for Roger for RTS when he leaves. But he, he's a real talent, Reese Walsh, and that try that I, yeah, as I said, I only seen the highlight. But the pace and footwork he's got for a young bloke. So the broader question around Reese Walsh, well, there's a couple of them, I think, and and the first of them is is this: could he be in a Queensland extended squad, even in a seventeen, for a State of Origin series this year? I think definitely, and I think Queensland have shown in the past that they're willing to take those selection gambles. I, I think they've picked players that are younger, more unknown, and more untested yeah. than what uh, Reese Walsh is, so I wouldn't be surprised if Queensland do it. And the other thing to it is I wouldn't su- be surprised if he goes out there and is sensational because this is what Queensland do. He's, he's, he's um, unfazed by everything. Like, nothing actually concerns him for the 18-year-old. Like, to be screaming for the ball when you're 18, when you've got all these other senior players in your team. And and the try that he scored last night was an awareness thing. Then it was a speed thing. Then it became a desire thing 
because Hylam Lukey just came from nowhere. Great speed from the back rower too, by the way. And 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 to drag him back so violently, and yet his determination to get that ball down was just an insight into who he is as a person. I think. And the try that he set up when he beat Drinkwater, he, he just stepped around him yeah. as well. And so he's got all those skills and attributes. Uh, but, yeah, last night you saw that determination, yeah. that will, that, that confidence. You don't score tries like that unless you sort of got that belief behind yourself. The second part of that question around Reese Walsh takes us to Thursday night. The Storm 40-12 to 12 over the Broncos. They now have the longest winning streak at Suncorp Stadium, the Melbourne Storm. It's just phenomenal what they do up there. The last time the Broncos beat them was 2016 but that was in Melbourne. And the last time they beat them at Suncorp Stadium was in March of 2009, and Darren Lockyer was playing for the Broncos. Like, that's how dominant they are. But how, how if in the space of six games at the Warriors, has Reese Walsh has shown the rugby league world how good a play is, and yet he was there in the Broncos system for four years and they couldn't see that? I have no answers to that, and it's something that's so unbronco-like. Like yeah. they, for years, they held on to their talented players. They knew who the good ones were. Um, they just had this knack of being able to develop good young players. Yeah, and I'm not sure what's going on up there at the Broncos, but it's it's a it's a it's a become a bit of a pattern now that they're losing these players, and someone up there has got to answer for losing. Reese Walsh. Yeah. yeah, over the part they just haven't, Jimmy. They haven't lost them type of players, and someone like Reese Walsh. What? For, for a kid to come into NRL, normally you see him, it takes a while for him to get going or you start seeing it. He's, he's gone bang from yes. word go. He's like carving up sides at the moment. So for a kid that's at age 18 to be doing that, that already early in his NRL career, he's going to be one of them special talents that we see come along. But the Brisbane Broncos, or poor old Kevin Walters must be sitting there going, what's happened? Like, yeah. why are these, why, 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 why are we yeah. losing? Like, they've lost Xavier Coates now. They've lost yes. Reese Walsh and they're, they're letting Dearden and all these types of players go. It's just, and they're crying out for players like that. Yes. So, yeah, I, yes. I, I'm not sure what's happened, but Reese Walsh, when you're putting someone like Roger out of his position at fullback at the moment, your first couple of games, it's, it's saying something. So he's going to be a, yeah, I think, I think he'll be one of them players that the Broncos look back and go, he hurt us. Yeah. Yeah, take your thoughts on that one. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 The text line 0457 736 736. Lots of news about, as we've mentioned. Time to check in with the Daily Telegraph's number one rugby league reporter. His name's Dave Riccio. He's on the line. G'day, Dave. Good afternoon, Jimmy. Hey, uh, Dave, are you as nervous as Brad Freddie Fittler with all these potential blues <laughs> in action today? I see the yarn you're right today. It's, it's, um, it's one thing, injuries, which is what, you know, representative coaches have always been concerned about. But now over the course of the last three weeks, we're worried about suspension more and more, Dave. Well, absolutely, Jimmy. And, and you've got to, it's unprecedented, really, the, the, um, the shortness of the Freddie Fittler's fingernails because <laughs> he will have chewed them down, boys, I promise you, by the end of this evening because we know how it's unfolded over the past couple of weeks. You know, one by one, the dominoes have fallen in key positions. Now, they are clinging to the fitness levels of Payne Haas. It was originally feared that Payne uh, would be an immediate scratching from the New South Wales calculations, but I understand he remains an outside chance of being still named in that Blues squad, Payne Haas. He would have been an automatic selection in the front row, yeah. and they may still pick him and just hope that he gets through, uh, gets through the week of training. But as for this evening, Jimmy, three games at least 20 candidates Oof. that Freddie Fittler has penciled into his squad are running around. And 
anything could happen. Davis Sestino, where does he, mate? Um, the South players, and obviously a, f- a few weeks ago, we would have had a lot of South players right in contention and, yeah. and, and sure to be in this team. Their form dip recently, do you think that puts a lot of spotlight on some of their players coming into today's game against Parramatta? And also the Parramatta oh, players. I certainly do. Yeah. Yeah, certainly, Dino. I, I couldn't agree more. The dip in form is alarming and concerning. Uh, and Freddie Fittler has a... He, he takes players on trust, but to a point. Uh, he believes confidence is a major factor when selecting representative players. And um, yes, players like Damian Cook and Latrell Mitchell, I believe they'll be automatic selections for the New South Wales Blues. But Cody Walker, Adam Reynolds, as you know, obviously not going to get past Nathan Cleary. Um, it hurts them. It, it it really does. And I, I think I think Cook will just get there on reputation and what he has achieved in the past. I know that um, Brad Fittler and certainly Greg Alexander, the New South Wales Chief Advisor, um, really love what Damien Cook brings to the table within the group. Uh, and I mean through that camp process. And then the other one, Dean, is is Cameron Murray, yep. who really needs a solid hit out um, this afternoon against mm. the Parramatta Reels, just to watch his selection. I think he'll be a certainty, certainty to be chosen. The, the catch is where either he plays lock forward for the Blues or out on an edge because that's where New South Wales are looking pretty thin at the moment. Mm. Yeah, Dave, Sean Timmons here. I was just wondering, that the number 14 position, it looked like Ryan Pappenhausen was probably going to be the obvious choice there, but with that concussion, mm. bad concussion, he had the uh, magic round weekend. Where, where do you think uh, the selectors are going to be looking for that sort of utility player come the bench. Yeah, Tim, I, spot, I, I couldn't agree more that Pappenhausen was going to be that man and it has left the Blues in some type of, um, you know, some type of dilemma as far as what you do with that number 14. Look, I believe personally it'll be Jerome Luai. I think Jack White will, will uh, be named at 5'8 for New South Wales. Wow. I think they learn a lot uh, from last year and not having that, uh, that big, uh, bigger uh, 5'8", that hard-running mobile 6. And with Jack Whiten's booming left foot option, left foot kick, that's another uh, key ingredient to his. I think he'll get the six jumper for the Blues. And that'll just leave Jerome Luai as the potential 14. Now, what I mean by that is that if there was to be an injury anywhere, basically, in the Blues, Jack Whiten can plug that hole. Yeah. And on would come Jerome Luai into the halves. Whiten can play centre. Uh, in the halves, back row, bit of lock. He can do. He can play almost any position. And then Jerome Luai uh, could play that six. I have asked Penrith as well, boys, as far as has Jerome Luai had experience at dummy half? And indeed he has. Uh, when James Maloney was holding down the Panthers' six jersey, that was where Luai started his uh, entry to first grade, off the bench and playing a little bit of dummy half. So he has played there before. Is there a bolter, Dave? Oh, look, Jimmy, I don't think so. Um, look, I think, you know, is a debutant a bolter? And what I mean by that, if Liam Martin grabs a jersey, do you, do you guys foresee him, him as a bolter? Because yeah. I think he's right in the frame. Um, I think Brian Toto, oh, well, you know, he's right in the frame to potentially make his debut. Is he a bolter? I would argue no, these guys aren't. They've, they've really put their case forward over the past couple of seasons. And if selected, would deserve it. I just don't see anyone coming from the clouds. Uh, as a smoky, if you wanted to toss one up and keep an eye on this evening, Sean Lane, guys, 
as I said, um, really thin in the back row are the Blues, and and they are looking at different options. And Sean Sean Lane's name has been mentioned. So if if the dominoes fell tonight, um, uh, Lane could be the bolter. Yeah, right. Uh, if Liam Martin does get the start, uh, tomorrow Dragon, of course, uh, hometown of Toddy Payton, uh, Trent Barrett, uh, plenty more as well. There'd be a great yarn for his mum, Maxine, and his late brother, Jared, of course, uh, providing inspiration and motivation for Liam. I reckon he'd be right at home at state of origin level. The other uh, yarn you've written in today's paper was a fascinating one, mate, and talking about Jacob Arthur and, and Brad Arthur and reaching out and speaking to Ivan Cleary. It, it's amazing to think that there is a first-grade coach, and yet he's watching his team run around, and all he can see is his 18-year-old son. It's a, it's a great insight, Dave. Yeah, Jimmy, it was interesting. In you know, and even Brad Arthur admitted how unique it was. Until you're in those shoes, you can probably you probably can't relate. And it's interesting to listen to these fathers that have debuted their sons and or are co- or are coaching their sons in the NRL, and that is obviously Ivan Cleary and Nathan Cleary and Brad Arthur and Jake Arthur and Previously to that, Shane Flanagan with Cole Flanagan, and yeah. Um, yeah. it was an interesting insight from Brad. That, and I actually thought it was um, full credit to Ivan Cleary. Here you have two arch rival clubs, two arch rival coaches, and Brad needed a little bit of reassurance from someone who has been there and done that. And that he so he picked up the phone to Ivan Cleary and said, "Mate, how do I handle this? How yeah. do I, how do I ensure that the team is humming and?" and take my eyes off my son, so to speak, and um, ensure that, you know, I'm not only seeing my son play and, and I'm looking after the team. And Ivan was quite, um, you know, he gave me some great advice. And Brad, I know, was seriously appreciative of it. Um, yeah, it was a really interesting insight from what I believe, guys, that the debut, the debut of Jake Arthur, the feel-good story of the year so far, just pretty special um that moment two weeks ago in Magic Round when he was able to score that try. Yeah, yeah, he he done really well in his debut and he, he's a great young player. But the the interesting one will be is when Dylan Brown comes back. Yeah, and when he had, yep. does have to make a decision, does he stick with the <laughs> stick with his son or does he <laughs> yeah. put Dylan Brown in? But that that's probably when it will get hard for him and uh, it, it'll be a uh, it'll be a difficult difficult decision for him to make then. Dean, it was quite interesting, um, and I, I this again credit to Brad Arthur. He he was quite frank. He actually said that's Dylan Brown's number six jersey. Jake's, t- Jake's merely just uh, uh, taking an opportunity, but he'll go back to reserve grade. He'll go back to New South Wales Cup and continue to play his trade there. And Dylan Brown, who returns from suspension next week, will, will slot straight back into the Eels halves alongside Mitchell Moses. Yeah, there's one thing selecting your son. There's another one dropping him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mate. You're yeah. not up to it. Anyway, I'll see you at home. <laughs> Yeah, knock, knock on the bedroom door, mate. I've got some news for you. Get home and mow the lawns. You might get back in. Yeah. I, th- I think you have a look at it with Kyle Flanagan, what we saw just a few weeks ago yeah. with the father and, and that relationship. This is still their sons, you know, and they go yeah. through the ups and the downs with them. And we we definitely saw that played out, how emotional that, that relationship is between a father and a son. So really difficult for them to manage. But I, I look at both those coaches and, and what they've done with their sons it's a reflection on their coaching style and the, the, what they've built with their players yes. that they trust their sons to be looked after by this group of men because they feel that these are the right men to have around them. I think that's that's a key pointer for me on both Brad Arthur and uh, Cleary, what they've been doing at their clubs is they're building great blokes and the, the great blokes that they know, they want around their young sons themselves. Yeah. 
Uh, Dave, uh, thank you for your time this afternoon. We do appreciate it. Great yarn, as I said, on that uh, and uh, Jacob Arthur and, and his uh, father, Brad, the Parramatta Reels coach. He'll be running around in that number six jersey this afternoon against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Have a great afternoon, mate, and we'll look forward to chatting in the future. Likewise, boys. Anytime. Dave Riccio there from the Daily Telegraph. This is uh, crunch time. There's another race about to jump. So you know what we do? I'll tell you what we do. We go to an ad break now. We get to watch the race, Timo. Uh, it's all thanks to Isuzu, uh, the three-litre Isuzu D-Max and Red Rooster uh, Spicy Wings, the Rooster's Calling. So we'll take a break. We'll be back. We'll try and find out. We, we, we want to get from Sean Timmons just exactly what on, went on with those dragons last night. He's not coming forward <laughs> with much at this point. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.